shit just got real. It got so real. It's it so fucking real. The pressure is even bigger now because now it's so real because she knows. Yes. Hi, I'm Christina Vovis. And I'm Christine Fredheim. And this is the Friend of Jimmy podcast, a show about finally uncovering what happened to Jimmy Hoffa through the help of psychic medium Christine Fredheim in our journey to fulfill his wish to find his body. Welcome back to the Friend of Jimmy podcast, episode six. In our last episode, we found out that Jimmy's daughter, Barbara, has agreed to speak with Christine. Because she doesn't want to be a part of the podcast, the only thing I can share about the call is that we thought it went well and she found the information interesting. This episode takes place two days after that call and, forewarning, we're both a little bit loopy from lack of sleep. I was able to go to sleep. No, I think I just passed out, actually. (laughs) Like, I hit a wall yesterday at work. I was just like, oh. You know what happened? I've been go, go, going. Yes, you have. I ended up taking a break and having lunch. And then it was like, (laughs) like, oh, my God. (laughs) Once I stopped, I was like, I'm going to need a cappuccino to finish out the day. (laughs) But the fact that you get up... 4.30 4.30 now? Well, I think that's so interesting. You're like, of course it's 4.30. Like, and I'm like... I'm, I'm getting on Norway time is what's happening. Well, what yeah, happened, I'm staying up later too. Yeah, you are. We're just <laughs> meshing. What happened we was I, I woke up and I saw a text from you. <laughs> yeah. And why don't you tell me what you said in text? Well, I had a meditation today. In the morning before going to the gym. Yes, I work out. (laughs) Hashtag abs. (laughs) And uh, yeah, so I had a meditation and I I started because now it's two days ago since I spoke with Barbara. And yesterday was just a fog. And I was just... I need to stay in bed. I can't do anything. I'm so exhausted. I feel everything is a fucking burden. I was just, I was there because I had used so much of my whole being for that 20 minute conversation that I felt I was pooped for, you know, and then I hadn't realized what really happened. But then when I woke up today, I was like, I feel pumped. I feel like the strongest woman on earth. Like, what the fuck happened? So I was starting feeling like that. And when I'm in that zone, I start to ask questions like, what's going to happen now? What can I expect now? And then my curiosity to like how this puzzle will unfold. So I sit down and I try to ask Kafa like, okay, so, and before I get to ask him anything, he walks to me in like this pure light And he just holds me like he gives me a really solid hug. And it's almost like that's all he wanted that I connected with his daughter. Wow. But he knows that she's not going to be settled before the body is found. But for his healing, he's done. Wow. 
So he was just hugging me, and that's when my eyes started filling, like falling. My eyes did not start falling. My tears. (laughs) (laughs) And then my eyes fell off. (laughs) Just bounced off the sofa. Um, No, my eyes watered, and I just started like feeling his incredible amount of gratitude and love, and that the space where he came from was just so purified. And I've seen this gradually happen from the beginning when I met him till now where there's more and more light around him. But now he's in the same amount of light that I see when I when I connect with people that are straight from heaven. Like it's just filled. And I thought founding the body would have to, you know, make him get there because we try to explain it like he's in an elevator now earthbound right um but he seems to be like well now it's just the last puzzle for his daughter to be you know at peace but he is resting so i said all right um what's what's happening now and like can can we try and do some dates because i'm not good at dates i'm not very good at numbers but when people are pregnant Mm -hmm. Like, I'm on that. I'm so specific with those dates. So I'm like, okay, let's try. Mm-hmm. And he, like, I can feel like it's uh, warm. Like, I can be in a t-shirt and jeans, and that's okay. And um, I tried to see the area and how it all goes down. And it seems to be, like, a lot of people in the room when we're going to find him. And there's going to be, like, security. And then you have someone, like, with some kind of like white shield or whatever. So people that walk by can't like look in and see what we're doing. Like we have a private area mm-hmm. and um, yeah, as for, as for the aftermath, I kept hearing her daughter saying, His even daughter. if it was to my face. Yeah. Did I not say that? His daughter. Yeah. Yeah. yeah his daughter, Barbara. I, I don't know if it was to my face, but I repeatedly heard, but I don't know if it was even in the news but it was like what you did for my father. And then you could just get the wave of gratitude because I think she has the impression that I'm doing it for her father, but I'm actually doing all this for her. Mm. And obviously Jimmy as well, but I think that if she had peace with it all, he would also, you know, be at peace. Right. So the most exciting thing is just going to plan that out. And I think that's going to make us both relax a little bit more so that we have dates and things to be committed to. Yeah. And a deadline and enough time to panic. Because (laughs) I'm kind of like panicking. Imagine putting together all this crew thing and everything like that. And then something goes wrong with the scan. I'm not going to put that out there, but it it is pressure to do this right. But I'm not doubting what I felt in that room. And it was kind of validated when I was looking at YouTube for that driver, the former driver to Hoffa. He said like, yeah, he's in the counterstone of um, the Renaissance Hotel. Oh, yes. You're talking about Marvin Elkind, who said that he was walking with Tony Jack Giacalone, who pointed to the building and said, say hello to Mr. Hoffa. Yeah, and I read the other one, the witness that had been there. Mm-hmm. He said from Tower 400, mm. like oh. in that area. And I think that's exactly where. So just look it up. Let me find the. 
The latest lead in the case comes via Michael Yarbrough, who was 18 years old and residing in nearby Inkster in July 1975. Yarbrough claims he accidentally stumbled upon Hoffa being whacked after a night out in downtown Detroit in the early morning hours of July 31, 1975, at least 10 hours after Hoffa's latest public sighting in the Red Fox parking lot the mid-afternoon prior. Yeah, the only thing that does not work with that article, because mm-hmm. I've read that, mm-hmm. and he said that he saw him and he heard him screaming for help, and he was sure it was Hoffa. Right. By that time, Hoffa already died. He was dead. Yeah, but I feel like he probably created that Added in his that. mind, you know, with his memory. Yeah. Right. Also, to make it more plausible. Yeah. And then he was talking about the car, the Mercury car, and hearing Hoffa scream for help. And it's dark. And if you're, um, you can't see or recognize Hoffa in that way. No, possible. Then you have to be upfront. Right. And he wasn't. And then that there was some kind of lookout guy. I yep. don't feel like it was that either no. because. Then they would have killed him right away because this was such a big mission, such an important thing to keep quiet, that they're just going to let a rando see what's happening. But you don't think he saw anything? Or he just exaggerated what he saw? I don't know. That's hard to say. Because basically... Because I don't think that they used the same car to location. Ah, This article says he's 59 years old today, but when was it written? 2013, I think. Yeah? Okay, so he's... um, I'm not sure, though. Yeah, he he might be in his 60s or something like that. Yeah. Do I have it on my printout? No. Where did did we get this article? It's like the Gangster Report? (laughs) Gangsterreport.com. If you want to find it, you can go to gangsterreport.com. And look up. <laughs> Maybe they'll be our first sponsor. <laughs> so we don't know if he saw... I mean, that's quite a coincidence if he's claiming the same thing. I feel like yeah. he did see something happen. And maybe... But it wasn't, his, it wasn't big enough. His imagination got carried away or he exaggerated it or... Yeah, the, I think his he mind exaggerated played, his mind played tricks on him. I mean, he was also, it sounds like it was after a night of partying. So, you know, yeah. his brain was probably as functional as mine is right now from tiredness. <laughs> yeah. You know, and you know, that happens in the brain. You, you think you see an event and you, you know, yeah. you attribute certain things to it. So it's possible yeah. he, he actually did see it. It would be really interesting to track him down. Yeah, let's do it. Um, I don't know. Did he even do anything about it? Did he go to the FBI? He went to the FBI, he says. He did. Okay. Well, I don't want to be too quick to judge. I just... I don't hear Hoffa screaming for help. Mm -hmm. I see his dead before coming there. And it was not thrown in um, Pillar Mm -hmm. because it was not in a tower. And uh, the fact that they didn't whack him Mm. is weird if he saw the killing of Hoffa. But I do, I had also a feeling that I think Barbara knows more so that 
I know that talking to Eva after she's like the reason Barbara was quiet was because you're validating everything that she believes. But then I had a feeling today thinking, I think she knows and has more facts and that I was tapping into those. And I think that's why she took me seriously, not because she had an idea of how it will go down, but that she actually has something and that. Yeah. So, um, wow. So yeah. I feel like there's more power than she's showing off yeah. with going. Yeah. For, for with this. I feel that I, I'm like getting goosebumps. Great. Yeah. That validates it. So, um, oh my God, I'm getting so psychic because of this project. <laughs> <laughs> I'm waking up when you have a meditation. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God, you got to uh, get on this time zone, though. Ooh, this is gonna yeah. <laughs> be rich. Well, I go to bed like one, two in the morning, and that will never happen before. I'm like a nine o'clock person going to bed. But the when we started this project, I'm like, oh, I only need five hours of sleep, and then I'll go to bed never and wake up early and just go on working. But yeah, mm-hmm. so I think that we also have to put Jared into this puzzle that the schedule fits jared is the archaeologist oh right right jared is the archaeologist who's going to be conducting the gpr the ground penetrating radar to actually prove that there's a body in the building yeah it has to be that guy because the gpr system is all about the user and how good the user is so it can't be some person rando yeah some rando i always felt really really connected to i want jared to do the job like it felt immediately right and he is not he doesn't he's not like oh christine i believe in this project and i believe in you he's more like oh it's a job i'm gonna do the job but i always felt like there was something about him that he was meant to be a part of this yeah this is the guy there's only a certain amount of people in the world that can do this and do it right yeah yeah because it's such a specific thing. All right. I think my person's going to arrive any minute, so it's probably a good time yeah, to wrap up. My kid just came home, too, so I'm going to give him some food and comfort. Uh, yeah, he's been a little bit upset because I've been on the phone all day. Oh. I'm just thinking, like, when they grow up mm-hmm. and they understand why I've been stressed all the time and cleaning my apartment nonstop <laughs> while screaming, do not disturb me, mommy's cleaning. So they, you know, but I keep telling them like, cause I told them when I went to Detroit that I have a mission and I'm going to see if I can locate a man who passed away and he's like in, in a wall. And then they just like, would casually ask me like, did you find the guy in the wall? And I'm like, yeah, I found it. But now we need someone else to believe me that I found them so they can dig him out. Cause you can't just like, you know, t- tear down a building. I'm hungry. <laughs> That's literally the response. you've been listening to the friend of jimmy podcast subscribe now so you don't miss an episode yes and if you've already subscribed please help us get this story out by sharing rating and reviewing the podcast thanks for listening In our next episode, I think I'll just call the headquarters and say, we have information about this case. Can we come in and discuss? Yeah. So weird. (laughs) (laughs) I've never done this before.